0: Jesus today that in every place in our hearts you become that treasure you become our desire you become everything so that we can truly taste and see that the Lord is good Amen Amen Thank you Jesus If we can all sit down Thank you for coming out. Thank you for making time to come out. But I think the most important day in your week is Sunday and Monday. I can't tell you um, how the Holy Spirit's been teaching me um, not to so much bring the word but so we can be transformed you know the most important thing is that you're being transformed in your heart we agree that every person is getting transformed in the heart the most important thing because that's how you know you're really cooperating with the Holy Spirit that each one is being transformed in the Holy Spirit today I'll be honest with you Very challenging. How God gets me into this teaching is according to His will. And I give all the glory to the Lord Jesus Christ through His Holy Spirit who has allowed us to understand this truth because it's the most important thing we need to understand. You know, I really believe today That all the chaos in your life, all the disorder in your life is because of this. So how many people here have chaos in their heart, chaos in their mind, chaos in their lifestyle, in their workplace, in their financial, in their doing, in their thinking, in their reasoning. All the chaos stems from this. When I was young in the Lord, I used to always ask myself, why do I keep on thinning? Why do I keep on stumbling? How much I love God inside of me. St. Paul says, the good that I want to do, I can't do. But the bad bad that I don't want to do, I end up doing. And he said, what a wretched man I am. Who's going to save me from this? And Jesus Christ saved us from this but we must understand what we're dealing with inside of our hearts, Amen? So, thank God. It's an amazing teaching. And it's not something that you hear in the outside Christian world. And I'll just share this with you. But it's better to hear from Jesus than how the world operates. So, as you know here, sin... Sin doesn't become sin. Sin this doesn't birth on itself without iniquity. And a lot of people believe that iniquity, sin and transgression are all the same. But it's different. If you can get this today, you truly identify what needs to be dealt with your heart. So many people believe I need to deal with sin in my life. I need to stop sinning. God doesn't see it like that. The Holy Spirit's been given to you to deal with the iniquity of your heart that produces sin. And when you can begin to understand this, you understand all the letters of John. The one, the Bible says, the one who keeps on sinning has neither known him or seen him. But we mm-hmm. sin every day, right? So we're all condemned to hell. Is that right? No, it's not right. The sin is not the issue. It's the iniquity that's producing sin. And you know what, I've always been challenged about this in my journey. I've always tried to understand um, my spiritual walk and um, our sinful nature. And what a wrestle it's been in in, in the last eight years that I've been saved. The greatest wrestle has been in this place, between the spiritual and the fleshly. We agree? So what's the issue? What is God really trying to get into? You begin to think deeply about, is there actually order in your life with God? Am I walking in order with God? And the opposite of having order in your life is having disorder in your life, where you're unstable mentally, you're unstable emotionally, unstable in the physical And everything else becomes like a ripple effect where everything becomes to be disorder in your life. This is not meant to be like this. You're not meant to operate like this. So we'll go to the... We'll go to Psalms 32 verse 5. I don't think that I gave it to you, the Psalms 32 verse 5. But it has to be from the KJV, this translation. And <clears throat> this teaching will bless your heart. I'm going to be opening up every passage regarding iniquity to explain how God deals with it. So we go to Psalms 32 verse 5. And look what it says here. I really believe that the moment we have clarity, we can understand what's happening in our heart. The worst thing is to do life and you don't understand what's happening in your heart. Right? Because then you go in a vicious cycle. Every day, you're getting uh, thrown from place to place, emotionally, mentally, and you're unstable in every way. I really believe that the worst thing that a believer can go through is that place. Right? Right? Because there's no rest in this place. There's no joy in this place. And believe me, when I'm preaching you today, I'm preaching to myself. I'm going through this as I speak to you. And I like to be honest in every way. Because when God reveals something to me, it's something that's going to build me up also. And I like to put it out there. And every believer is in this place. <clears throat> so it says here, I acknowledged my sin unto thee. And my iniquity I have not hid. I said I will confess my transgression unto the Lord. And thou hast forgiven thy iniquity of my sin. So you begin to see the doorway of sin. What's the doorway of sin? Iniquity. What is iniquity? The million dollar question today. What is iniquity? So many people believe it's the same as sin. They believe sin, iniquity and transgression are all the same. They are three different meanings. But the most dangerous thing that probably believers need to hear is that iniquity is the doorway to sin and transgression. Iniquity is the door. And you know, the only time Jesus used iniquity, and I'm not going to shy away from it today, the only time Jesus used iniquity was when someone didn't receive their salvation. Can I bring up that scripture? The one with all the references? Yeah. So what's interesting, and I normally don't do this, but when there is something that needs to be established and spoken about, I went to the strong concordance, I went to the lexicon, and I went to the e to establish the true meaning. If there's one word you replace, it's not this word. If there's one word you don't replace in the Bible, it's this word. So in every version, it's changed. And normally, I'm not this person that starts to get into the niggly biddly and um, starts to say, this translation is the best, no one read the other ones. No. It takes the meaning away from it. When you take the meaning away from something, you cannot understand what it is. So let's have a look at it. In every um, Bible, it's it's removed, even from the New King James version. You know why? Because it's you have to go to the alphabet. You know the alphabet in the Hebrew. It's pictures. The Hebrew alphabet in the in the in how in how it was produced. It's all picture form. So it's probably the hardest word to translate. But if anyone, any scholar in this world, if there's anything they need to translate, it's this word because it gives us the meaning of what it means. I was shocked when I found out the meaning of what iniquity means. My heart blew up from joy because I know now how I'm gonna get closer to God. I actually understand now because everything in me wants the fullness of God, everything in me wants the fullness of the Spirit of God working in me, but iniquity separates us. So have a look, New International Version, Evil doers. New Living Tra- Translation is God's law, breaking God's law. ESV is lawlessness. New King James Version, lawlessness. The KJV is iniquity. The Hebrew, the Hebrew lexicon is iniquity. Esau, wrongs, iniquity. Whole different meaning. And it's going to bless your heart today so you can understand why is there chaos in my life. It's going to bless your heart. Really, it is. So let's have a look. The different meanings. <clears throat> so I'm not going to rush this, because this has to do with your life. Um, can we go back to, yeah, I know the Matthew in the KJV. Yeah, so look what it says here. Um, this is regarding what? This is regarding Salvation. I really believe in the Spirit, we are off in our preaching. Because, because so many people believe that once they receive Jesus Christ in their life, um, that's it. They're going to heaven. And, and, and we all like to believe that it's a gift from God. And it is a gift, but there's a condition In every blessing and covenant that God makes with mankind, there's a condition. And if you reject that condition, you're really rejecting the Holy Spirit that was created in you to do the work in you. And this is something that I believe from the beginning. So many people um, uh, challenge me in this place, but I let the Word of God translate the Word of God. It's so clear. For someone to receive the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a teaching that denies all ungodliness. Just like faith. Faith is a teaching. Grace is a teaching. And there has to be full cooperation with the Holy Spirit. We agree. We're on the same page. Because you must be on the same page. Because I'm on the same page of Jesus' teaching. And it probably makes you uncomfortable. Good. Good because he made me uncomfortable. And I don't like to be those doom and gloom preachers. There's a fine balance. I like to receive comfort in truth. My comfort, my source of comfort is in the truth. That's how the Holy Spirit, I find he operates. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, and this might, may not be for you. So please, don't take it to heart. But they called him Lord. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So I'd like to ask you a question today. If you're not doing the will of the Father, then I don't believe that a person is saved. You know, when I got saved, I learned about the will of the Father. And I began to step into that place. It's a teaching. But anyone who says, I am saved, and rejects the will of the Father, I really question if they're actually saved. Because it just doesn't make sense for someone's eyes to be opened by the Lord Jesus Christ, and they remain in darkness. It doesn't make sense to me. So... 80% of the chaos is because of this. It's because you're resisting the will that God actually created you to live in. That's your destiny. So not everyone, I will go back, sorry. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Next verse, please. Many will say to me in that day, if there's one scripture you focus on, it's this. Because all your life, everything that you live for, is for this one day. We agree? It's for this one day. And you know know something every day? What allows me to live in this place is all I do is think about that day. About meeting the Lord Jesus Christ and remaining in eternity with Him. That allows me not to be a person who's swayed into this world. Because we have free will to do whatever we choose. So many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out demons, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Next scripture. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Okay? You're not doing a favor when you cast out demons to God. You're not doing him a favor. You're not doing him a favor when you prophesy in his name. That's, that's the fruits of operating in the kingdom of God. But you're not doing him a favor by doing these things. What he's really interested in is that his nature becomes your nature. His heart becomes your heart. That's what he's really interested in. And these people, you know what they said? Lord, we've done these works in your name. They, they thought they were approved by God. They actually thought that they were approved by God. And they were doing something that's right by God. Just think about that. Is God really interested in that? Then I'll profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So all the translations, they've changed that word. It's only this translation that gives the true meaning of what it is, iniquity. So if there's a word <laughs> that you've got to begin to look at, it's the iniquity. And when you understand the, the root meaning of iniquity, oh, there is going to be so many, so many examinations of what's flowing in your heart. Let's have a look So Jesus preached about iniquity Paul spoke about iniquity Um, Revelation finished with iniquity So it's a pattern from the old to the new It's all over the place So there are three different Hebrew translations for these words We'll start with thin Thin is Holta, that's what it is in the Hebrew. It's funny because we say like Holta, like it's the same meaning, similar. Yeah. <laughs> so, so sin, sin defines from the Hebrew two four zero three. It's a short meaning, but I'm gonna bring it all out in there. It defines to miss the mark, but I'm gonna explain. Iniquity is the Hebrew 5771, but also it derives from another word, where I'm going to begin to explain tomorrow. It's actually so powerful. Iniquity relates more to the inner character and points to an intentional twisting of a given standard. So You know when it speaks about in Romans 5, chapter 1, about tribulation produces character, you have to understand what opposition it's up against. Because through the trials and tribulation, from a a demonic character, from an evil character, God wants to produce His character in you. And this takes place in tribulation, where you begin to learn His ways. Right? Does anyone change when they're comfortable? Let's speak truth. Does anyone change when they're comfortable? No. No that God created tribulations and trials, that when we're going through the hardest times, we sit back and we begin to reflect in the mirror of who we are, if we are of the world or the evil one or in Christ. Right? The greatest changes happen in challenges. And that's the truth. That's how God created it. Because our flesh, <laughs> unfortunately, when everything's going good, there's nothing to examine. Anyways that word is avon the word iniquity in the hebrew is avon now transgression transgression is from the hebrew 658 and the word translate as pesha pesha and that word is transgression Transgression is more of a willful rebellion against the given standard. So iniquity is a twisting. Transgression is a willful rebellion against the given standard. And I'm going to explain it. So let's have a look at a short meaning, but I'm going to go deep, deep into the scriptures. So the word sin refers to doing something against God or against a person. It refers to doing the opposite of what is right. Paul speaks about it a lot in Romans. Doing something that will have a negative result and failing to do something you know is right. James speaks about it. Sin is the general term of anything that falls short from the glory of God. That's the meaning of sin. Now, this is dangerous. Sin leads to a downward progression that without the restoring power of the Holy Spirit, we all tend towards our sinful nature. So by you not cooperating with the Holy Spirit from day to day, as He's convicting you of the things that need to be addressed in your life and repented of, unfortunately it leaves in a downward progression. Where, look, <coughs> sin left unchecked leads to a depraved mind. So a person who has a troubled mind, unfortunately, it, 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 um, sin hasn't been checked or hasn't been brought into the light. It, lead, it leads to a depraved mind. Romans chapter 1 speaks about it. And Jude also speaks about it. But I don't want to go too much into that. I just want to establish something. Sin left unchecked leads to a depraved mind. Or a corrupted mind. Or a mind of chaos. Where we naturally gravitate towards selfishness, envy, pride. Even when we are trying to do good. That's how you can identify if you are being led by the flesh. A person who's continuously being troubled in their mind or challenged, or something continuously surfaces, that's how you know the flesh is dominating you more than the spirit. Are we on the same page? Okay, I like to bring out everything and like to speak about everything because this is our life. And this can be emotional, mental, and naturally it leads to the physical. Now sin, now sin nature leads to trespassing. A trespasser is someone who crosses a line or climbs a fence that he should not cross or climb. A trespass may be intentional or unintentional. Trespass can also mean to fall away after being close beside. And the meaning I give for that is when Peter denied Jesus. He trespassed against the Lord Jesus. He didn't sin. He trespassed. Peter trespassed when he denied Jesus and he crossed the line. See, we cross the line in thought, word and attitude on a daily basis. But the trespass is not the issue. Sin is not the issue. Iniquity is the problem. Transgression Refers to presumptuous thin. To transgress is to choose to intentionally disobey. Transgression is willful trespassing. Are we on the same page? When we knowingly run a stop sign, tell a lie, or blatantly disregard an authority, we are transgressing. Okay. Now the deep one. So everything is produced from iniquity. Iniquity stems to sin and then transgression takes place. Iniquity, now let's have a listen. Iniquity is more deeply rooted. Iniquity refers to a premeditated choice to commit iniquity is to continue without repentance. Iniquity left unchecked leads to a state of willful sin with no fear of god so one of the major roots of iniquity is it lacks the fear of god it's one major one major principle why iniquity is working in your life because it lacks the fear of god the only thing james taught us to pray anyone who lacks wisdom he gives without fault finding or measure we know that the beginning of wisdom Is, yeah, James only taught us to pray this prayer. Because when we fear the Lord, we're protected. In every way. And there is thousands of verses regarding the fear of God and all the blessings that's produced from it. Isn't that interesting? Like you, you read James and you think, well, he's going to tell you to pray for revelation and knowledge and raise the dead and healing and cast out demons. He said, pray for the fear of God. Because when you understand the fear of God, everything that comes to you, it's safe. Pride's not there. It can't use, the pride can't use the power to self-exalt self. At least here, um, stands up for me. Now listen, Now this is, the, this, is the, this is the fruit of iniquity working and progressing in your life. Please, if there is something you need to listen to, it's this. Because all your life, from day to day basis, you have order that was truly given by God. You live in His restoration, you live in His peace, you live in His joy, you live in His truth. Everything flows from that place. Continued iniquity leads to unnatural affections, which leads to a depraved or corrupted mind, or a mind of chaos where disorder begins to take place. You know, lately, for the last two months, the Holy Spirit's been showing me who He really is in the Bible. The Holy Spirit's a problem solver. He loves to solve problems. But how can he solve problems if he's not showing you the problem? The Holy Spirit, how he speaks to me now, before anything, he shows me the problem. And this is where so many people get it wrong. Pride. Pride. When he shows you the problem, first of all, he wants you to bring it out to God and bring it into the light. I've never, I'll be honest with you, and this is not about me now. I've never seen the Holy Spirit teach me this year, especially about His character, about the Holy Spirit's character and how He works. He's teaching that to me now. And I can understand so much wisdom from the Holy Spirit, not to move before my time, while I'm waiting what He's dealing with in me. And I've learned so much stability about understanding what's happening inside of me, And how God prepares me for the next step. I've learned so much in this place. It's not about me anymore in any way. But I've understand God's character through the Holy Spirit and how He prepares me. There's nothing I pray for to receive from God anymore. What I pray now from the Holy Spirit is to prepare me. Because when He prepares me, I can walk in it. It will not be taken away from me anymore. Because I've prepared the soil of my heart And I've allowed him to work in a place in me where it's dead It's no more surfacing anymore So then when the blessing does come, it's not taken away from me anymore I can walk in that blessing I can walk in that responsibility Does that make sense? That's what I'm about now Nothing in me wants to be someone I'm not And you know what that means? Preaching something that I don't walk in yet. That's something that God told me not to do. Because that's the stem of hypocrisy. That's how you become in a dangerous place. is when you preach something that you're not living. So the Holy Spirit's problem solver. He really is. And the Bible says when he disciplines you, it's painful. Why? Because something that comforted you in a lie is now be- becoming your enemy. It's not giving you that value and that sensation that it used to give you before. It's your enemy now. The Bible says, hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. And I understand now the Holy Spirit, how he operates. Okay. David sin with Bathsheba that led to the killing of her husband, Uriah was iniquity. I'm just giving small examples, but the true meaning is in the New Testament. Psalms 51 verse 2, it says, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Iniquity is not something that's forgiven. It's something that's washed. And that will open up a whole new teaching for me. Because God doesn't take iniquity from you. It's something that you have to resist. You know, in the New Testament, he keeps on telling you, put on the new man. Clothe yourself. And, it, and, and what's interesting is, the, is when you read about what Jesus put on his head, he crucified the carnal mind. He put the thorns on his head that crucified the carnal mind, where you no longer walk in this place. Because as long as you walk in the carnal mind, God can't rest his head on you. He cannot rest his headship on you when you walk in the canal. And that has a lot to do with iniquity. Okay, I'll keep going. The only sin, pay attention now. The only sin that God cannot forgive is the final rejection of the Holy Spirit during to repentance. That's the only thing He can't forgive. You know, Paul says, there is a sin that I tell you, do not pray. There's something that cannot be forgiven. It's you rejecting the Holy Spirit when he's trying to bring something out that needs to be repented of. If you reject that, and me and Tony spoke before, blaspheming in the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit was given to you to be sanctified in the Lord. Your right and true worship is to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. What God intended for mankind was to be Christ-like in heart, in mind, in soul, in flesh. That is your first and true and proper worship to God. Is to offer your bodies, your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. Church world today, they go after the gifts They go after the spiritual And that is good There's fivefold ministry, there is the way of the spirit It is good But your foundation is Purity in God That's your foundation And we're all on this journey So let's have a look at this Remember how I told you That iniquity is An inner character Where it's premeditated Okay, let's have a look at Micah. We go to Micah chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil on their beds. At morning light, they practice it because it is in their power of their hand. So the iniquity is something that's built inside of your heart. And it's a plan really of the devil. And you gotta, you gotta ask yourself today: What happens in your heart when people wrong you? What happens in your heart when you don't get the, when you don't get what you were looking for from man or from the world, or your family? What is it that you plan inside your heart? Iniquity is so easy to walk in, and the Bible spoke so much about this. You only get to see iniquity when. You don't get what you want. Or when you're not treated in the way that you're treated. Because then you start to plan a story inside Mm -hmm. of evil. And you know, planning a story inside your heart of evil, you know how it sounds? I'm just going to stay away from that person. (laughs) The enemy is very crafty. You know, I'm I'm going to forgive, but I'm just going to keep my distance away. You know, the Bible says the perfect love of God remembers no evil or remembers no wrong. I don't know why I just shared that, but yeah. Okay. So iniquity. <coughs> iniquity refers to a premeditated choice. To commit iniquity is to continue without repentance. Repentance. Okay. (coughs) So the word iniquity is found 317 times from the Old to the New Testament I'm just giving you some heads up In the Esau, iniquity and sin are separated 55 times Where sin is spoken about separate, iniquity is spoken about separate But they're not the same So what I spoke to you about before, sin is a result of iniquity. Doesn't that paint a, like a, a a picture of clarity into your heart? That what's continuously allowing you to stumble and to walk in, in a lack towards God? Doesn't that paint a picture? Because it did for me. You know why? <coughs> because it shows me what's living in me, iniquity. And when you find out, from the New Testament, what iniquity is, you say, wow, how I have so many foreign gods and so many intruders living inside of me. <clears throat> you know, in the Old Testament, I'll share a treasure with you. In the Old Testament, you hear about all the battles and you hear about all the foreign gods to not bring into the camp. It's got nothing to do with that. It's a spiritual meaning of what you allow in your heart now. Paul says everything that happened in the Old Testament was given to us to teach us. You remember that or you don't? I think it's Romans 13 or Romans 7. Everything that was given from the Old Testament was given to teach us and to create awareness inside our hearts so we don't fall into the same trap. Because God said you weren't different than the people of the old. We weren't different. God offered them repentance and offered them restoration the same way he offered us in the New Testament. It's actually true. So I don't want to go too long, but I just want to establish the difference between sin, transgression, and iniquity. Okay, let's go to Deuteronomy. Chapter 32, verse 4. This is again from the KJV. Normally I don't quote from that, but it reads like this. He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. The word perfect, it's interesting because when I went to the lexicon, it actually allows us to understand so many deep treasures. The word perfect means to be complete and whole like God. And the reason why this can take place, what do you think? This came to me when I was studying. Why do you think we can become perfect like God? Is that attainable? Uh, Someone said no. Let's read it. You know what's attainable? You know when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? Lucky he said his name. Lucky he said his name. You know why? Because everyone that was dead would have come up. (laughs) Lucky he said his name. The power and the authority of God, it's sealed. The Bible says the word never returns void. His word is settled in heaven. It is. It's if you believe and you begin to confess it while God's working on your heart. Lucky he said his name. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. I just want to establish how you can become like God because God is living inside of you. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Now, isn't this an amazing statement that God said? He said, therefore... You shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. You know what gives us the right to become like this? Because Jesus spoke it into our lives. He spoke it into us. It's attainable now from God, that we can walk in the fullness of God. And someone may think, man, my mind's all over the place. I'm stumbling on a, continue, on a, regular, on a regular basis. Everything in me is in disorder." I started like that. The more I sat in his presence, the more I spoke his word, the more I spent time in the Holy Spirit, flesh, darkness started to flee from me. So I started in that place where I thought, how how can I actually walk in the fullness of God? I started like that. On a regular basis, sinning, stumbling, having a depraved mind, and struggling in every way. To continuously feeding from the true vine and allowing my heart to become like God in the Holy Spirit. So it is attainable. So we have the right to become perfect, which means complete and whole. Why? Because Jesus spoke it into our lives. Someone may think, where does it all begin? Where does it all begin? How can we become complete and whole? And where's the first place that God has to work? you know where our our father from Genesis where did he create us from where did he create us from he said let us create man in our image where did he create us from he created us from his mind from the mind of God you know why he created us from his mind Because that's where we create God in our thoughts, in our mind. Meaning that the first place that God has to touch mankind is in your mind. Do you begin to see how much the devil focuses on your thoughts? You begin to see why the devil focuses on your thoughts? Because he knows the gateway to God is in your mind. The gateway to the devil is in your mind. One of the definitions of the devil is the prince of the power of the air. The devil knows, he mimics everything that God does. He really does. And he knows God's word better than us. So he attacks the authority of his word, preventing the Holy Spirit from working in the fullness of God in us. So he attacks our mind and doesn't stop until we believe the lie. The moment we believe the lie, that's when chaos begins to take place. That's the moment, the moment that the truth is unsettled in us and we start to look at the problem, we start to look at the situation, we start to look at the trials. The moment we look at that, trouble begins to take place. And that's how Satan begins to dismantle everything in our lives is when he takes the authority of God's word in our mind. Someone may say, you know, that believer, this troubles me so much. Someone says, this believer, he believed with all his heart. He believed Jesus with all his heart, and he got cancer and he died. The devil sounds like this when you're going through struggles and battles and challenges. Rabs was a believer so much, and he was so faithful to God, and he stumbled, and he got sick, God forbid. And, and how did it happen to him? And then we become to believe the lie. Because someone's situation or circumstance, we begin to take our eye off what God promised us. It's true. It's true, right? Yeah? So the devil is very um, crafty. You know what's interesting? When people are offended, all they do is quote Job. The book of Job. Out of all the scriptures, they go to Job. When they're offended at God. It's interesting, right? Whenever I want to pick up a fence, I hear when someone's preaching Job. Probably the hardest book, but the most amazing book to understand. And I said, I'm sorry, but like, we're not under the covenant of the old. We're under the blood of Christ now. The Bible says all his promises now are yes and amen unto the glory of Christ. We're not under that covenant. So can you please go to the New Testament for me? And then they don't stay there anymore. They leave. It's true. When you go through challenges, that's how the enemy creates iniquity in your heart. When you turn off the truth and you turn on falsehood or a lie. And believe me, all the times I learned so much from the Holy Spirit when I was going through trials about my own self. I'd like to speak about this openly. While I was waiting for the promises, most of the times I was waiting is because of fear. I wanted it to quickly happen because I'm fearing that it's going to get worse or something bad is going to take place at this place. That there was multi-layers of fear and so many doorways that God had to close in my heart. And some blessings took years, some blessings took months, some blessings took days. But I learned when I was waiting what I'm really believing in my heart. I really understood, okay, God's word is truth, but what is happening in my heart? Do I actually believe it or I have unbelief? Because the doorway to fear, the doorway to chaos, the doorway to sicknesses, the doorway to challenges, is, they're not the problem. Unbelief is the problem. And unbelief is where the devil focuses on. If he can keep you in unbelief, then chaos is in your life. Because fear, troubles and challenges, it's just like an octopus. It's just many arms. Uh, It just takes you from one place to the other place. And believe me, when I understood that, that the doorway to fear, that the doorway to my problems, the doorway to trials, the doorway to challenges, it's all because of unbelief, I focused on faith in my heart. When I focused on faith in my heart, the word began to expose the condition of my heart does that make sense so the word exposed the condition of my heart and I began to focus in this area iniquity iniquity has a lot to do with unbelief so much of it and I don't know if I'm gonna share it today but it's gonna shock so many people of the partner of unbelief The partner of iniquity There's another word that That links up with iniquity And I said thank you Jesus for this Thank you Jesus that you opened up this teaching for us That allows us to be free Really Because from this teaching You're not going to look at any more problems in your life anymore You're going to look at that word In your heart Okay Now this is going to challenge people how many people have asked God for something and it didn't happen? Let's be honest. Yeah, There's a reason. There's a reason for this. And, and, and let's, be, let's be truthful. In the New Testament, it sounds like this. God is not slow in keeping His promises, but He wants everyone to come to repentance. So repentance, let me challenge you again. Repentance, is sin the issue? Is transgression the issue? Iniquity is. Because he wants everyone to come to repentance from what? That word there. It's not the problem. Sin is not a problem. Iniquity, uh, sin is the manifestation of iniquity. So the manifestation of sin is from iniquity. And that will ch- uh, um, change all our preaching. Because then you understand John. He says, the one who keeps on sinning has neither known him or seen him. But we stumble every day. And but, that, but that's 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 a statement that he makes, a massive statement. So the issue is not sin itself; it's iniquity. When iniquity is dealt with, sin does no longer take place in you, and it's true. So let's go to Psalms. Oh, sorry, we'll go to Ezekiel. This is regarding Lucifer. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 15. I'll probably close up with these two scriptures and I, I don't want to preach anymore about this today. Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 15. So this is regarding Lucifer who is Satan or the devil now. It says, you were perfect in all your ways from the day that you were created until iniquity was found in you. So pride is not the issue, it's the iniquity that is the that is the root issue of all form of pride. Let's go to Psalms chapter sixty six verse eighteen. Psalms sixty six verse eighteen. If we can bring that up on the screen. Yeah, oh you got it? Thanks. One step ahead. So look what it says here. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Nothing's changed from the New Testament. Nothing. Because if sin was the issue, then and if sin was the issue and we're continuously sinning, then why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Think about it. Why did God give us the Holy Spirit? He says when the spirit of truth comes, he will convict you from, from what? From what? Anyone know the scripture? Or All unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. You know where unrighteousness stems from? Not from sin, iniquity of the heart. That's the first place he touches. So when I sit with people, and I sit with people every week, they tell me, oh, you know, God took me here and I brought this person to the Lord. And then another person tells me, you know, like, this is what God showed me through his word. And I said, I'm sorry. Like, God bless you for this work. But can I ask you something? What's happening in your heart? Six hours later. Six hours later, all the things that is surfacing in the heart begins to get spoken about. They spoke five minutes about the good works they do doing for God six hours about what's really happening in their hearts. I really believe every person is lacking this in their heart. And it's not really spoken about. There are so many voids inside people's hearts today and they're hiding it behind God or they're hiding it behind ministry or they're hiding it behind the will of God. Some people, some people have that many voids. They pre- they think by if they preach more and more and more, that void will close. Or if I do more and more and more for God, that door will close. No. When the iniquity is dealt with, God fulfills that void, then you start to do everything out of being complete. You started to do everything out of the fullness of God living in you. So how many people believe now in their hearts that they're not witnessing God in the way that His Word describes us to witness Him? Many of us, right? It's not meant to be like this. We're not meant to live a life of chaos or disorder or defeat or failure in any way or form. So, what I believe today, what the Holy Spirit's doing in the coming weeks, is to bring order into our lives. God is a God of order. And what order does He want to take place in our hearts first? For Him to be that treasure inside. So I don't want to, um, if I open this next topic, I'll be here for the next hour. So now i kept you on your toes for tomorrow. It will change your life forever if you can get this teaching. This teaching doesn't come from me. All the glory belongs to God, through our Lord Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit. But order will come back into you. Restoration will come back to you everything in you will be restored. If there was one, there was one thing that you're looking for, is to deal with this thing, the word iniquity. Iniquity is what got Satan thrown from heaven. <laughs> Think about that. People say it's pride. That word has also been replaced. And I don't want to go into the needle bitty, the, and him, and he, and she, and... Iniquity got Satan thrown from heaven. And the same tool that got him thrown from heaven, that allowed all the angels to rebel, is the same tool he used to mankind. Right? So would you like to know what it is? Be ready tomorrow. Be ready. And come on an empty stomach. i check very come on an empty stomach (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest with you your life this this teaching that comes out of iniquity blessed my life allowed me to see what area I'm lacking inside of my heart really all the chaos you know the word chaos it can be depression it can be anxiety, it can be fear, it can be failure, it can be lack. There's so many doors to chaos inside your mind. How many people are going through this in the Christian world today? It's a disaster because the doorway to, to your life being dismantled from the devil is your mind. And it's the doorway where the devil is attacking so many people where faith where faith is absent from their life. You know why? Because iniquity is in their heart. Please pay attention. This teaching is to bless you and also allow you to escape out of that place. But how can you escape out of something you're not aware of? How can you? So be blessed. I want to encourage you today. That the teaching is going to get more and more powerful for you to overcome, for you to be trained, for for you to be um, changed. You know what's amazing is that the doorway, the doorway for strongholds to be formed derives from that word. Are we listening? The word strongholds derives from the word iniquity. I can't tell you how much it blessed my heart. The word iniquity produces stronghold. So strongholds are not the issue. It's the iniquity that produces the stronghold. And it's going to bless you so much. And I thank the Holy Spirit for allowing us to see this. Because we want to be changed. I really believe the doorway for the Holy Spirit to teach us, He thrives on change. He thrives on a heart that wants to know God and to be transformed. That's the doorway for the Holy Spirit to continuously burn inside of you to teach you. Is a heart that wants to be changed, not a heart that wants to be known from the world. So God bless you all. I pray from today that you're going to begin to understand. So when people ask me, you know, there's problems in my life, there's challenges in my life, I'm going through this, give me some advice. I'm going to tell them. Go back and listen to that teaching. No, I'm not joking. Because believe me, God wants to transform you. God wants to speak to you. He doesn't want to speak to me, to you. He wants to speak to every individual person. Because that's the relationship of our Father in heaven. But iniquity blocks us from that. Iniquity blocks us from having that true intimacy with God. You know what I've done? I dared to step in the deep end to have that relationship with him. And I got to see those things surface in me. So bless your heart, um, if you can all stand up. I won't, be praying, uh, I won't be praying for anyone today. I'll be praying for everyone tomorrow. After that message, I think everyone's going to need prayer. No, I'm not joking. I'm not joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. So open your hands. The Bible says that the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, it's living inside of us. The Bible says, Greater is the one who's in us than the one who's in the world. Hallelujah. Give value to the Holy Spirit. You know, every every moment when I go to preach, when I go and sit in fellowships, you know what I do? I sit quietly waiting for the Holy Spirit to give me instruction. That's how you give value to the Holy Spirit. I sit with so many believers and they they tell me how much they know from the Bible. I'm not interested. What I'm interested is the Holy Spirit coming in the meeting. Because when He comes, He gives you a teaching that I've never heard before. That's how much He wants us to be open to Him. And it's so true. He gives you new teaching, and you begin to flow in his presence so i encourage you how to wait on the holy spirit for your own life wait on him pray in the spirit fast declare the word of god over you and wait for his voice to come because it will come he's a god of truth so let's pray we thank you father father we thank you for all that you have done your son Jesus Christ I worship you I pray for every person here today Lord that you create in them a pure heart that you create in a heart just like your son Jesus by the Holy Spirit I pray from today Lord Jesus through the spirit of grace that you bring order back into their life mentally emotionally Physically, let it flow from the father to the mother to the children. I pray, Lord, by the spirit of grace that this anointing flows from the head down where you are our head, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, you flow upon every heart today and become their problem solver. Bring to the surface the things that need to be dealt in their heart. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. One thing I'll say by the Holy Spirit, your identity is no longer in the way you were brought up or from your family. Your identity now is in Christ. You have to put on the new man, which was created in righteousness and holiness unto God you do not inherit anything from your forefathers anymore. Even your old nature, even before you came to Christ, you will not inherit anything from that anymore. So be aware that you don't entertain anything of who you were before Christ that's trying to enter into you today. You're a new creation, a new species. It's like something that's never walked the earth before. That's how much God sees you. Restored by his blood. So we thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that they are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I pray this over them, Lord Jesus, today, that they may see you in themselves, where no longer does anything of their old nature dictate them anymore. Where they see you as their head hallelujah we worship you jesus and we give you all the glory and i pray father for them today that each one may reach that place where they can have true intimacy in the fullness of god that being in christ jesus amen bless you all and tomorrow be prepared because your life would be changed.